0: I'm Jack Moylan, and you're listening to Lutz Talk Business, a podcast geared towards young professionals served with a side of witty commentary. At Lutz, we rally around the mantra, make light, meaning be lighthearted, illuminate solutions, and create energy. We hope this episode will do just that. Let's make the complex simple. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Let's Talk Business. Today, we're going to talk about cybersecurity a little bit, talk about technology as well as phishing and what that is and, and how it can impact you. But here with me again is Scott Kroger from our Lutz Tech division. So thanks, Scott, for joining me. Yeah, you betcha. Yeah, exactly. so so your entire career, you've basically been in some sort of a technology-type role, correct? I have been, yeah. And yep. so can you talk through kind of what, what it is that you've done in your past and what's led you to where you're at now, now at Lutz?
1: I started off in college as a computer science major, and uh, that just sort of led me into, I think, the ability to create and the ability to use computers to solve problems was attractive to me. So kind of started in it there, and then it just sort of it blossomed into uh, a couple of startup businesses, jobs at, at big four accounting firms, and then lots here for the last 10 years, where we've been helping clients with all their
0: IT needs for the last 10 years. Awesome. Yeah. So, you know, today we're really talking about cybersecurity We'll we'll get into some specific stories and maybe some things that people can do to keep themselves safe. But how has you know over your time here at Lutz, especially in the MSP world and doing outsourced IT for companies, how has cybersecurity changed in the sense of it being a focus that people really need to to keep at the forefront of their mind?
1: Well, I mean, at the end of the day, everybody is fearful of you know somebody taking their you know taking what's theirs and and either. Using it for malicious intent, or you know, taking it and, and just frankly stealing from them. So right. so it's no different than you know worrying about a burglar coming into your home. It's now that we have sort of exposure from a digital perspective, it's it's the natural classic fear that we all have of somebody taking something from you. So, and and I think the other thing is is you know with there's people know what they can do with their house. They can lock doors. They can have security systems. And I think. I think with with technology evolving, people don't know if they've left their front door open. So it's I think it's kinda it's something you know, it's really it's kind of that sort of analogy which gets people wondering, okay, well what do I need to do to protect myself and how can I feel safe? I mean it's as humans we all want to feel safe. So mm-hmm. it's it's basically about that.
0: Well, okay, so what are some things that we've done as an organization to help us feel safe? Because you know, not only are we trying to guide Guide companies through this process, but but what are things we've done, or how have we invested in that? I guess I think you know, as a company, to keep our clients safe. I mean, that's different
1: from, you know, it, it, advising our clients as to what they can do in their personal lives and in their business. A lot of it's the same. So you know, what, what we've done is invested heavily at at um, at all different levels to make sure that our, our data is secure. We've clearly got a lot of sensitive data here so we've hired a lot of experts and taken a lot of gotten a lot of opinions and you know at the end of the day it's you have to stay on top of it it's it's never done you never just you, you never take a, a, a test from a security personnel that come in and, and you know make sure everything's okay, and then you're done. You know, for it's it's an iterative process, and it has to become part of the culture. So I think that would be the advice uh, you know I would give people that for their companies, it needs to be part of the culture. Can't right. just think, well, I changed my password and it's long enough, and so I'm good for another two years. Mm-hmm. It's not how it works. It's, unfortunately, it's you have to stay on top of these things, and that's and that's what we help our clients do is is do that for them. Just stay on top of
0: it. Well and and one thing that, you know, at least for for me when talking clients through that process or helping them, you know, budget or plan for investments they need to make, one of you know, in, in different topics in different areas, but one of which cybersecurity One thing that has not changed is training. And so to your point about making it part of the culture is make your people aware that what they're doing, what they're clicking on and what they're accessing can have an impact directly to the business. So I guess with that, we've probably learned from some examples too, right? Of things that we've seen happen in the, you know, in, in different industries. So do you have anything that you can maybe... Mention or or talk to that could give you know people an idea of what's out there.
1: Yeah, and, and a lot of this kind of just goes back to age old tactics of trying to
0: trick somebody out
1: of their information and then using it to their advantage. So, you know, you've the the term phishing has been used to describe a technique that that hackers use, and it's it's literally no different than going to a pond and fishing. You have to choose. What lures you want, and and how can I get the fish to to bite? It's it's they're, it, what they're doing is no different. It's just an electronic digital form. So they may send you an email that looks like you know an Amazon account a reset password reset, and, and they're trying to get you to click on it. Back in the you know when it, when when people first started doing this, it was it was messages just saying hey, and and there was some sort of story that was poorly worded that you know that they that you need to send your information. Some people would fall for that, but as time has gone on those those phishing emails have gotten and better and there's different tactics to try to get around the second that you know that there are the security measures in place the second those are put up or enhanced bad guys are thinking about how do i how do i get around that so there's a number of things that we can talk about here in a minute that we can put in place to uh, uh to keep people safe
0: yeah i mean it's it's pretty crazy how Uh, how good some of these phishing scams look, I think, you know, they really, like you said, whether it's an Amazon password reset type email or a a LinkedIn email, you know, a lot of people freak out and think, oh gosh, if I click on this, my computer's going to explode. Not really. I mean, the real goal is to harvest data, right? So a lot of times that will lead to data input, where you can go to a website and it'll ask you for your credentials and then boom assuming you probably have the same password for everything you know then they've got access to your stuff so i guess just on that real quick what are some things people can do to make sure that you know they they keep their their accounts safe and their you know their their credentials safe as well well a couple
1: things one is you know the big thing is adding that second factor of authentication whether that's a um you know we prefer using authentication apps that are on your phone mm-hmm. You can use text message. That's kind of the, the lowest form of, of multi-factor authentication. But we would we'd suggest using an application that has a rotating password. And in some cases, is not just a button you push that says, yes, it's me. But it actually maybe prompts you for a number that you then have on your phone that you need to put on, on the website that really makes sure that you're paying attention to say, yes, this is me. And I'm allowing this to happen. So that's the biggest thing we can, we can say is. Is you know making sure you have that second factor of authentication, and and you brought up a good point about people having the same passwords, and I know that you know it's such a hard thing for people because there's so many passwords to remember, but you know we recommend using having people start creating systems that, that is, are easier for them to remember. So mm-hmm. an example would be, is you have your home and your personal passwords and you have your work passwords. So, so having some sort of naming convention that you can that you can remember with, you know, changing certain parts of it, say in the middle, to help you remember that, oh, okay, this is, this is a work function, it's for this application. Then maybe you have a password that that you can remember and so kind of stringing all those things together a allows for it to be a long password and then b gives you a system for remembering it and then you can do the same thing you can do the same thing at home so that's that's typically what we've what we've said uh, to help people remember all those passwords but at least a then making sure that they're different across the board and then uh, allows you to change it with frequency because it then can adhere to that system
0: Right. Yeah. And I think I would just reiterate your comment about multi-factor authentication and how important that is because it can really tip you off as to potential accounts that are being, trying to be hacked, right? Because if you get that authentication method on your phone, sends you an alert and you're not trying to log in actively, then then there you go. You know, what are, you know, what are some examples or or places when this hasn't gone right or, or people have been impacted by these cybersecurity incidents? I know there's tons of horror stories out there. I think Uber was a recent one that just, you know, came out.
1: Yeah. I, I think, you know, there's there's a lot of people and we can just start with the basics. So, you know, the, the classic phishing campaign is you get an email. Typically, the emails create a sense of urgency where you think, and, and a lot of times it coincides with maybe something you did, like you just logged into Facebook or you just logged into LinkedIn or whatever. Mm-hmm. That email comes back and says, oh, there's a problem with your account. You need to do something right away. It all looks legit you kind of panic and and for a minute don't you know kind of suspend your your logic and all of a sudden you're you're clicking on a link and providing your your username and your password without really thinking and then it's and it's gone because they've created that sense of urgency or because they've created that little short term panic and then you hand that over right so the things that can happen are once you click that link well you can there's ransomware that can that can lock up all your computers and your files and your pictures and they can say, "Well, hey, we'll we'll give you you all this stuff back and provide you with the code, so long as you send us money." And in and in this case, it's typically in the form of some sort of cryptocurrency, whether it's Bitcoin or Ethereum. They say, "Hey, give you know send that to us." Typically, it's Bitcoin. You have to pay them to get the information back. And in a lot of cases, that that never that doesn't work. In some cases, it does, but you know that's that's kind of the classic the classic issue.
0: And you, and you've seen you've seen this happen. Right. I mean, yeah. you've, you've definitely been a part of conversations yeah. with people where they're like, hey, I need help. I need someone to jump in and be kind of save me from this. I think in certain circumstances, it's been ways that we've, I'm sure, you know, built or started relationships with people as an IT provider because maybe they didn't have, you know, the uh, ha- have kind of the, the assistance or have someone that can help them through this like we can. What does that process look like then after that, though? I mean, you say, OK, Bitcoin, I go pay for you know pay on bitcoin i get my my information back but what else what what else happens after that
1: well let me go back to maybe some of the stories that we've seen that are, that are the most common so mm-hmm. so you know the ransomware one is is a concern a lot of, and that's where we say hey backing up everything is is a big big way to get around that so don't assume that you know that if you're backing up things to a disk or you're backing it up you know once or twice a, a year you know make sure you get some sort of online backup that is totally separate from uh, your system even for for you know for, for personal users whether that's dropbox or google drive or having some place where you can you can have that information where it's not just stored locally that's a recommendation but you know w- what we've seen is is if people do fall for the spoofing one thing they can do is ransomware but the other big thing that they do a lot of times is they just sit in the background and read email and, and listen until they see something that they can act upon so that's the big thing we've seen is, is either one, they're sitting and waiting and listening for an event where they can, you know, one of the ones we saw was as they do that and they typically target people who they know are CFOs, bookkeepers, controllers who are sending wires. And so title <clears throat> companies, title companies are a big target, real estate companies, because they are doing wires for the buying and selling of houses. You know, and, and we've seen it where, you know, they're, they're listening and watching a conversation a PDF with wire instructions will be sent from person A to person B but what's really happening is the the bad guy is forwarding that email to his inbox he's then adjusting the routing number and wiring instructions to to be a uh, an account that is a, a bad account and then you know basically then then forwarding it on to the actual recipient with the wrong information it looks totally normal to them because it's in the PDF right that's one that we've seen a few times and you know, in that case, you know, that's always, we recommend making sure that people call. The other big thing is, is if, uh, we've also seen one where it was a real estate transaction where there was multiple draws that needed to be sent. So three successful draws were sent. The bad guy was listening and watching. The fourth withdrawal said, hey, we're gonna change the destination of uh, the bank and the routing number for this fourth payment. We just changed bank, so send it over here and this person had been working with this person for a long time, they've already sent three and they're like, oh, no no big deal. Well, the problem is, is it wasn't actually that person. So what we recommend in those situations is have policies not only to call, but another easy, cheap thing that you can do is do what's called a pre-authorization. It's gonna cost you the wire fee of 25 bucks. But just send a dollar to that new location uh-huh. and then call and confirm that, hey, we've got it, then send the hundred thousand dollars or two hundred thousand
0: dollars. And just those policies and procedures around that have prevented a lot. Right. Yeah. So because I mean once, you know, once you send that money, it's gone. Yeah. Right. And then in which case I'm sure, you know, a lot of people then jump to, well, how do I remediate this or, or who do I call next? I mean, do I call law enforcement? What, I mean, what do they do then?
1: Yeah. I mean, and that's a, that's, a big, that's a big issue. So, you know, a lot of times the FBI will get involved when you do have the bank and routing number information because then they can quickly go into the banking system and try to shut down that receiving account and mm-hmm. grab it before it leaves the country. They do care when you have that information. If your individual laptop is, has ransomware, they're just not equipped to handle all those little those right. little issues. So right. unfortunately, there's not a lot you can do uh, in those, you know, kind of smaller one-off situations. But if you do have that information, there is a website. IC3.gov is a website where you can submit information about a criminal, file a criminal complaint about a cybersecurity incident. That would be the place to start with all of those.
0: Sure. Yeah. And short of that, though, it's sorry, you got duped, right? Yeah. I mean, ultimately,
1: unfortunately, there's there's a lot of that. And, and that is the case. You know, the other thing we haven't talked about is, you know, there's people giving up their passwords, but a lot of times people are just, sometimes they send an email. I mean, I can create an email address that when I send it to somebody, I can, I can make my name Jack Moylan, mm-hmm. and it would appear Jack Moylan, but the email address is not your actual email address. It's a different email address. So a lot of times just paying attention and looking at the little details of where something came from pausing making sure that you call people back but that's the thing too is that's that's more called spoofing where mm-hmm. i can just pretend to be somebody else and try to then use that connection if they think it's if they actually think it's you to get them to to do certain things you know we've seen it where a lot of times people will pretend to be the ceo or the president of a business and then they will find out who Maybe be some of those administrative assistants, somebody in accounting. They'll find out who those names are within the business, and right. they'll spoof emails to those people and say, you know, hey Jack, you know, this is the president. Can you uh, can you go get me some gift cards from Target because I want to give them out as gifts? Send them to you know send them to employees. Right. So that and they, that so that's happened as well where then people will do that and that's and really there's nothing has been hacked. They've just—it's—it's it's no different than somebody in the old days calling up and pretending to be somebody they're not right. um, to get somebody to do something. So, yeah. that can be a problem.
0: Yeah, well. which then gets really spooky because then when you when you realize that you're being. You know what are it's called social engineering right they're they're yeah. engineering you socially to try and just get that information from you and it, and it works a lot of times because when you say that the president's reaching out there's that sense of urgency a lot of times they'll say hey uh, no need to tell anyone about this this is a secret it's for employee appreciation go get these gift cards and and did I ever tell you the story about when uh, my fiance Hannah when she was at her old place of work she had a text message who from who was you know apparently the president of the mm-hmm. company And it was funny. It just, we happened to be texting throughout the day. And she's like, Yeah, this is so weird. He reached out to me. He would never call me or he would never email me. This is so bizarre. He wants me to go to Walgreens and grab some gift cards. And luckily, I was like, Hey, you're like, Pump the brakes. I've I've seen this. I've I've seen seen this this. before. Yeah. Which had I not been working in tech for, you know, for the last year prior to that, I may not have even really thought twice about it. Hopefully, I would have. But, you know, you just don't really ever know if you're not around it a lot. I think that's the that's the message is, when you get those
1: emails that like have a sense of urgency, mm-hmm. or you're kind of like, oh my gosh, or wow, this is the this is the CEO or the president, right. or wow, my, my you know I got an email saying something's wrong with my account. I got to fix it right away. When you have that moment, just calm down and say, well, wait a minute. Right. Let's go do a lot of different things to make sure it's legitimate. So the biggest thing you can do, let's let's say PayPal or your bank sends you a thing that says. Hey, you're, something's wrong with your account. You're overdrawn. Or like think about what people's worst nightmares are, right? Like having your credit card declined or something. Right. You're like, everybody, oh my gosh, what, yeah. you know, I got to go fix no, this it's right not. away.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. Then that's the time where you go, okay, let's you know, calm down. Maybe that's true. Maybe it's not. But I'm going to go – I'm not going to click on any links in this email. Mm-hmm. If, it's, if it's really true, I'm going to go log into my account and see if I see anything that looks suspicious or wrong. Right. And you go that route or you're going to pick up the phone, call your bank and say, hey, I got this. Is this is this true or not? But typically, you know, there's they're going to give you first of all, they're not going to typically give you information in an email that's mm-hmm. like that. They're going to mail you something or they're going to you know, there's not a lot of times where, you know, those things are really legitimate. Because a lot of a lot of businesses have avoided doing that because mm-hmm. they know that, you know, that that can then uh, be confused with, you know, the bad guys can confuse can confuse end users.
0: Um, right. You know, well, doing and I know that banks, a lot of times, they'll say, they'll just outright tell you, hey, we never send a pin in, right. in an exactly. email, right? right? They'll say, be prepared. This is not ever going to come from us. Have right. you ever gotten an email though? For, I think I had a, like a LinkedIn email that said, hey, your accounts, you know, there's an error with your account and then stop, go, go to, go to LinkedIn.com and log in and, and notice that that's not in fact true. You kind of get a little, a little sense of pride, yeah. you know, no, it's, I fooled you. Yeah. You know? And it is, it's
1: that pause that yeah. that's really needed, you know, to make sure that you don't, that you don't fall for those things. Well, and
0: that's the key. I mean, don't, don't follow any links from an email, go log into the website yeah. itself, go to Facebook, go to wherever it is. And a lot of times it, it still may look, you know, on that
1: spoofing front, the other thing we've seen is is they'll go, you know, the, the hackers will go register a domain that's very, very similar to, mm-hmm. you know, to what your domain is. And they'll they'll take two Vs to make it look like a W, or they'll have a capital I that can simulate an L like for, for LUTs. I mean, they, right. you could do that with, so, you know, make sure you're looking very, very closely. But again, when in doubt, a lot of times it's best practice to just, ignore that email and make a phone call or actually go to the website by typing it in yourself, you know, to make sure it's not, uh, make sure it's legitimate.
0: Well, and you said it earlier too, is phone call, call people, right? If I ever get a weird, a weird, uh, email or something from, from someone either at work or here or you or something, I'm going to call and just say, Hey, at least have a, have a conversation. Now that was the interesting thing though, with, with this, the example I mentioned, she had, you know, she had gotten a text message from someone saying that it was, it was her boss, it was the president of the company. So she immediately thought that number was, so she thought she was communicating with her boss directly, right? Yep. So they had been monitoring emails and seen her cell phone get passed through an email yep. and grabbed her, her cell phone that way. So I mean, it's, it can get really, really creative really quickly. Um, yeah. And there's, and there
1: is, I mean, it is, that's why it just goes back to those, those basics of your email has to be locked down as yep. much as possible. If you, even if you have your own Gmail or right. your own Yahoo or whatever, they all have two factor authentication now where you can add that code, take the time to do that. If you, if you're listening to this and you still haven't done that yet after this, actually just stop listening right now and <laughs> yeah. just go add it because right. You know, that and and do that for your family members too. You know, like I've added it for my mom and my, you know, my dad, and my grandparents. You know, it's it's important because a lot of times they don't know a lot of this. And so it helps them, you know, to to stay secure as well. But that's that's the number one thing because a lot of times there are there is sensitive information. If you were to go into anybody's email, I mean there's social security numbers, there's VPN access in a lot mm-hmm. of cases. Some people have instructions on how to get in for VPN, which can also be a problem. So
0: yeah, what else? What other uh, what other examples? What other tips do you have for people?
1: I think, from a security perspective, obviously you know we've got our tools that we deploy, but it is always good to make sure that you've got you know good spam protection, which you know that's a lot of times we, we add that extra spam protection when with our clients. But I think the other thing is 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 good antivirus mm-hmm. is another one. You know that Microsoft Windows Defender for a lot of people who use Windows is a great antivirus. A great antivirus program. It's in the top quadrant for for Gartner. We absolutely recommend turning that on, keeping your system updated as well. Mm-hmm. Because it's you know a lot of times you can fall for you know, that's that's the other thing that people get concerned about is is it's not just people trying to get at you from an email perspective. They can there are ways into systems that are outdated. So mm-hmm. it's important to stay on top of all the phone updates on your iPhone, the Apple updates on your on your Mac, the Windows updates on your Windows PC. Like don't, when it says update, update it. Know that if you don't, a lot of times there are ways that they can still get in if they've got, you know, old outdated systems. So that would be another big sort of hygiene type thing uh, that we'd recommend.
0: Yeah, wasn't there, there was just recently a uh, Apple phone or an OS update that came out that it was, uh, was it the. The ability to get into your phone through your camera, I believe, or something like that, and it was a kind of a zero-day type update that people were freaking out about. Yeah, when you you hear those things or see those
1: things, and there's been one recently for for Apple. You're right. Where it was like, hey, this is there's a major security fix. You've got to get this updated now. And a lot of times, you'll see news articles about it. Mm -hmm. You know, if you've got a news feed, sometimes those those will show up in your news feed. That, that, hey, this this needs to be done now. There was one recently for, it was for outdated systems, but apparently it was so major that there was a lot of, I saw a lot of tweets and posts about old Windows 7 machines, mm-hmm. that there was an emergency patch released for those, even though that they've been way out of service. Really? It was that big and bad that it was right. like, hey, this, this has to be updated. We've seen that. And then the Mac uh, environments as well. So we've seen it kind of across the board of, hey, make sure that, that you get these. Oh, and then Chrome, right? There's right. So like there was a, you know, sometimes there are uh, major Chrome updates that, you know, malicious websites can exploit. If you're using Chrome, the malicious websites know you're using Chrome and then can use Chrome exploits to gain access to your system. So keeping right. Chrome updated as well, there's some zero-day Chrome updates. So it can be the individual application within the computer, not just the operating system right. uh, that you have to pay attention to. So that's that's why it can be intimidating there's a lot of different lot of different layers to it but you know knowing that there has to be all if you're using a system or an application it it chances are it needs to be updated at some
0: point right right cool well it sounds like you know update your systems keep them keep them on the latest software back up your data Right? If it's not, if it's just on your computer, that's probably not good enough. Find it, you know, and, and anymore, it's cheap. It's pretty cheap, right? I mean, it depends on where, but, you know, iCloud backup or whatever, you know, set up multi factor authentication and be diligent when you're emailing people, when you're communicating.
1: Yeah. And, and try to condition yourself to the, the second you get an email that is urgent and asking you to do something, just have your first reaction be, nah, it's probably not true. Right. It's probably fake. Right. And then, and then go ahead and, make yourself feel comfortable by making the phone calls or actually typing in the website name and cross checking, you know, if there is something that you need to you need to take care of.
0: Cool. Well thanks for thanks for joining us today. I hope that, you know, people got something out of this. Yeah. I hopefully I did. So yeah, hopefully we talk again. All right. Thanks, Jeff. Yeah. You've reached the end of another episode of Let's Talk Business. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast on your podcast app, Spotify or iTunes. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to make light.